Rumor has it that I'm going to be teaching remotely again this spring because of the Omicron vir virus variant. Uh, there's no official word yet, but the variant seems to be crashing through campuses, even where almost everyone is vaccinated. New York University just announced uh, it was immediately canceling all in-person classes because of a surge in cases, even though, uh, what is it, 99% of students and faculty there are vaccinated. Cornell has moved final exams online and canceled all in-person events, even though 97% of its on-campus population is vaccinated. Middlebury College has moved to remote instruction for the rest of the semester. Other colleges and universities are about to do the same. Uh, look, I'm, I'm glad universities are being careful. But I, I've got to tell you, I hate going back to teaching remotely. It's, it's rather like trying to teach a wall or an empty chair. The class I most enjoy teaching at Berkeley has over 800 undergraduates. I love seeing their faces and, and hearing their whispers and, and watching them as I speak. I, I don't really lecture them although it, it is described as a lecture in the course catalog, in the course listings, I speak to them and then watch and listen for their reactions. Uh, with a class that large, 800 students, their responses as a whole, as a whole, give me a huge amount of information about what they're confused by, what they're intrigued by, what they want more information about, what they want more context for. Uh, their unspoken reactions they guide me. They tell me what to say, what to do next. I, you know, I've been teaching for 40 years. So by now, the process is automatic. It's subconscious, immediate, uh, this back and forth that I'm describing to you. My students may not realize it yet. Uh, I'm sure they don't realize it. But minute by minute, almost second by second, they're telling me how and what to teach them. We're in a kind of tacit but dynamic dialogue the 800 of them, and me. I don't teach from behind a lectern. I, I walk around a large stage, scanning their faces. Uh, sometimes I'll come down into the aisles and pose a question to them. A few brave souls will raise their hands and we'll spend a minute or two in a back-and-forth Socratic-type discussion, uh, the purpose of which is not to catch any of those brave souls, uh, but to demonstrate or reveal something to all the others in the lecture hall. After a few weeks, I might roam the aisles and call on students who haven't raised their hands. It's called a, a cold call. But by then, everyone knows my intent isn't to embarrass or, or to corner any particular student. It's to engage everyone in a process of, of critical thinking. In fact, I make it a point not to share with them my opinions or values. I, I want them to test their own preconceived opinions and values. The whole point is to get them to reconsider, to think more deeply, to understand why facts and logic don't always confirm their points of view, and then perhaps change their opinions or values. I tell them that the best way to learn is to talk with people who disagree with them. That way they have no choice but to re-examine their assumptions, to test what they thought to be accurate or fair or obvious, and hopefully they do this outside the formality of the classroom. That's what I aim for. I want them to do it in their sections, their dorm rooms, their dinners. But when I'm teaching remotely, 
just staring at the lens in my laptop computer. Computer. I'm assuming they're watching me on their laptops, but none of this dynamic occurs. I get no feedback from them. There's no dialogue. I simply lecture. Now, I do do everything in my power to make the lecture interesting for them, challenging, sometimes humorous. I, I want to keep their attention. But, you know, I can't help worry about how much they're actually learning. Now, I know I shouldn't complain. I have it easy. I'm sure remote teaching is far more difficult for teachers of, of say, second graders who have a hard time enough focusing and maintaining attention even, even when they're in the classroom. Besides, if the Omicron variant continues to spread, those of us who are getting up there in years probably shouldn't take any unnecessary risks. Still, if I can't get back into the classroom next semester, I'm going to miss the presence of my wonderful, lively, joyful, brilliant students.